Hi, I'm Dr. Olga Pinkston, a board-certified rheumatologist and the host of the Mind Your Fiber podcast. This podcast is dedicated to fibromyalgia. I discuss up-to-date information about fibro, its treatment, the biology and psychology of the fibromyalgia. I cover the pain science education, the complementary and alternative methods available to you now to improve your symptoms. There are a lot of things that influence development of fibromyalgia trigger fiber flares, and produce other symptoms like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, depression, and anxiety, and none of them are your fault. In the Mind Your Fiber podcast, you will learn how and why fiber develops, how chronic pain changes your brain, and most importantly, that you're not alone in the struggle, that fiber is real, and how to not let fiber control your life. This podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Mind Your Fiber podcast, episode number eight. We continue with pain science education. Last week, we discussed the stress and its relationship to pain. Today, I continue with this topic, but go a little deeper. Some may find it a little dense, but I will make it easy to understand. Again, stress is a situation that is difficult to cope with and that creates a reaction in the body, physical, mental, emotional, and behavior. As you know, the stress response is automatic, pre-wired by a body, a reflex, your body's sympathetic nervous system, the fight-or-flight response that gets activated to save you from danger. Think of the primitive times when early humans were living in caves and someone gets spooked. The automatic nervous system, sympathetic nervous system, will automatically, without your obvious input, will kick in and will make you ready to fight, run, or freeze. So if stress is a situation that is difficult to cope with, how does your brain know which situation is stressful, thus triggering the stress response in in the appropriate time and level? We all have examples of how everyone deals with stress differently. You can see it in the traffic jam, a natural disaster, or more recently with COVID-19 pandemic. So any situation that we encounter is being appraised by the brain, by the way of primary and secondary appraisals. So think of every situation, experience, circumstance, body sensation. It is being judged by our brain either as harmless or stressful. And this judgment is instantaneous and automatic. Harmless experiences do not activate the stress response of the nervous system. Stressful situation will further be assessed into a threat, a loss, or a challenge. This is what we call a primary stress appraisal. Then the secondary appraisal comes in. Or second question, the brain automatically asks, am I capable of handling the situation? So the brain encountered a stressful situation. It will appraise it into a threat, the brain's perception that the danger will be above the ability to cope with, above the threshold. If it's a loss, the perception that the damage has already occurred due to the situation. And the challenge, the perception that the ability to cope with the situation will be stronger than the potential damage of the situation. So a threat, loss, or a challenge and it's based on the brain's perception assessment of the damage, real or potential, assessment of the coping abilities. 
So the interpretation of the situation, circumstance, the thoughts, will be different in different people, will produce a different emotion that's creating a different response. So let's go over in detail of the brain's stress appraisal. Once you understand this principle, you will be able to see how your brain assesses life events, circumstances, situations, as well as bodily sensations, including pain. So when brain thinks of a stressful situation as a challenge, it is a stressful situation. You can't ignore it. But there is an ability, the tools to cope with it. For example, interviewing for a job. Stressful but doable. First date. Stressful excitement. Missing a flight. Not a life or death situation, but unpleasant. You can't ignore it, but you can confront it and overcome it. A situation that will require to expand physical and mental effort to manage it. It can also be at times positive stress. The stress of school exams, for example. Challenging, stressful, and actually at times the stress helps with focus and will result in a better grade. The stress of a race in a sporting event. The body pushes itself mentally and physically to achieve a result, win a race. If the brain was acting as if it was walking in the park, the focus and energy will be different, right? The challenge can be seen as negative as well as positive stress, but something manageable. The threat appraisal is appraisal by the brain of a stressful situation with diminished ability to cope with it. So if the brain appraises a situation as a threat, the ability to cope with it will be overwhelmed and potentially harmful. It is the possibility of harm or loss in the future, such as illness or anticipation of layoffs, marriage is on the verge of divorce. There is nothing positive about it. There is a strong possibility of harm, but it's not there yet. What is loss? The loss is a damage that has already occurred. Loss of a job. Divorce, death, the stress cause irreversible damage. Harm is done. Depending on the situation and its appraisal as a threat, loss, or challenge, the brain will think different thoughts, will create different emotions, and behave in different ways. If the situation is appraised as a loss, the thoughts of loss will bring up negative emotions, grief, sadness, anger. If the stressful situation is appraised as a threat, it will also produce negative emotions, anxiety, fear. Challenge will produce more emotions related to potential for gain or personal growth, more motivational, energized. So why are we discussing this? All experiences, situations, sensations get analyzed by the brain. And it decides if they're harmless or stressful. So pain is a sensation in your body that gets transmitted to the brain. Brain analyzes it. And it will only be a stressor if the brain decides that this is a stressor. That this pain is threatening or unmanageable. And if the person judges it as experiences beyond his or her ability to manage so even though the pain is a trigger of alarm to the body, prewired by the default, to alert of potential harm or tissue damage, to ensure survival, it can be overwritten by the brain and reduce the stress level. 
like a computer warning system. A warning button comes up, but you can click to dismiss it. Brain has significant influence on the pain system. For example, it can increase its focus on pain or actually divert the attention to something more important. I remember when I was on the ER rotation, the trauma team were caring for a mother and her child after a car accident. The mother had no idea her arm was broken. She was not in pain because her focus was on her child. So if the brain appraises the pain or potential pain as threatening, it will focus on it and be less able to shift attention to other things. If you are overfocused on one thing, such as your pain, you have less attention to give to other stimuli or tasks, resulting in poor memory, poor concentration, fatigue. This hypervigilant focus on pain or anticipated pain will result in inability to multitask, remember, inattention. It will also produce an emotional response, anxiety, worry, fear of pain, fear of potential injury. Behaviors will change by avoiding activities that may be associated with pain or provoke pain, doing less, actually leading to deconditioning and worsening disability. Also seeking pain relief at times before the pain is even there, increased anxiety and fear that there will be no relief. Chronic pain is often associated with anxiety disorders. Majority of chronic pain will be appraised as a threat by the nervous system. If the brain thinks of chronic pain in terms of stress associated with the loss, it does not focus as much on the pain experience, the sensation of pain, the actual severity of pain, but the other circumstances that perceived as loss due to pain, loss of previous level of activity, loss of income, for example, due to disability, loss of quality of life, loss of relationships due to chronic pain. So if the threat is more focused on actual pain, the stress of the loss are the consequences that resulted from the pain. Just like if you lost a job, which is a stressor labeled by the brain as a loss, the job is gone, but the loss of income is not a stressor. So the pain that is thought of as a loss will bring up the thoughts of loss and helplessness, reducing the actual ability to appraise the stressor situation appropriately. I recently treated a patient who called yourself broken, useless. So if a stressful is a loss, the emotions would be grief, sadness, depressive emotions, often leading to clinical depression. These emotions lead to behaviors, reduce physical activity, increased passive activities like sleep, inactivity, leading to loss of work, loss of income, in some cases, relationship difficulties. Interestingly, chronic pain is not often appraised as a challenge. Research shows that majority of patients associate chronic pain with a threat, followed by the loss, and only then a challenge. So if the brain appraises pain as a challenge, the patient will tend to be more focused on overcoming fibromyalgia, for example, the problem to be solved, rather than focusing on the pain itself, worrying about it, feeling sad, depressed, at loss. The emotions are feeling of commitment, resiliency, leading to behaviors of more engagement in activities, for example, more committed to better diet, more self-management, self-care, more movement. So actually, the goal of understanding our stress responses to chronic pain 
is to figure out the way for your brain to appraise chronic pain as a challenge rather than a threat or loss. So in summary, today we talked about the primary appraisal of stress, a judgment by the brain of a situation or sensation in terms of a loss, threat, or challenge. The most common way the brain in patients with fibromyalgia and other chronic pain conditions appraises stress or pain is a threat. There's increased focus on pain, diminishing attention, worsening memory, concentration, commonly known as a fiber fog. The loss is often associated more with consequences of chronic pain, loss of function, loss of income. The goal, though, is to learn how to see pain more of a challenge, something you can cope with that does not overwhelm the body and mind. So start thinking of your life situations as well as pain in terms of how your brain appraises it. The next time you're faced with a stressful situation, think of your automatic response. How did your brain appraise it? Did you think, feel, and act in terms of a loss, a threat, or a challenge? So the secondary stress appraisal are the thoughts that the brain produces after the primary appraisal influences the choice of coping options. And it will be the topic of the next episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, the best thing you can do is to share with someone and leave a review and rating. This helps me support more people just like you move toward better life with fibromyalgia. All you have to do is to go to the platform you're listening on, click the share button or the icon, and just send it to a friend. I so appreciate you taking your time to do so. Make sure you sign up or subscribe to this podcast so you can get the most up-to-date information in the new episodes. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week. And don't forget to mind your fibro. Disclaimer, this podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. None of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any medical or mental condition.